where it was the, the DDG group, that we should always play the exact same 60. And I think that's something that, I mean, not everyone's testing group does, but I think that's what you, you want to be on the, that kind of same page. Like, you should right. be able to argue each other into what you think is right or sorry, agree, with your, agree with your teammate eventually. But you should, at the end of the day, play the same 60 in the tournament because one of you is correct, and you should just put enough time, or one of you should like give in eventually. And if someone has just like a slight edge in the argument, like then they're right, right? You just kind of give up. Like it's don't let your pride get in your way of having to be right, um, and just like end up on the on the same page. Yo, what up, guys? Welcome to Fed to Town, number one Pokemon podcast in the world. These are facts. Look them up in a book. Google it. Um, there was even a poll that I mean, we didn't, we weren't number one on the poll, but like, obviously, these people aren't googling and they're not looking it up in their local library. I know COVID's happening and it's tough to get there, but like, I mean, if you need the truth, dude, hit up your local library, look it up in a book. It's it's there. Um, it's Monday, guys. Back with uh, everyone's favorite show. You know, we got the one-on-ones. Um, make sure you like, subscribe. So we just continue doing this stuff. Like, everything helps. Every little thing you guys do helps. So um, if you're on the audio only, man, leave a review. Um, and if you do that, you have a chance to get on the show. Like I said, every week I'm going to take either a comment off the YouTube channel that, that a person either commented and liked the video or a review that they left on iTunes or Spotify. So this week we have Chris Thorne, always, always supporting. I really appreciate it. But on last week's episode, he left a comment and said, hey, ADP is not the problem. Oh, I got to listen to this. And that's the point, man. We we out there spitting the facts, and you gotta listen to these things, man. Especially with the, with the, the um, breakdowns now. When, when I got Isaiah and and Rule with me, it, it brings those breakdowns to a whole new level. So make sure you tune tune in for those. Um, but we're starting out. It's the new year, guys. So we're starting out this year with a banger, and. I mean, like always, we have the best guests on Fade Town. It does not get... When it comes to competitive Pokemon, TCG, it, it this does, there does not get better guests than us. Um, and we got the man, the myth, the legend, Azul GG. How's it going, brother? Not much, not much. Chilling. Uh, yeah, New Year just started, so uh, right. looking, looking forward to hopefully something slightly better than uh, what we just went through. Yeah, uh, it, can, it can only go up, right? I mean, if I, it, I would hope so. <laughs> right, if it goes down, like I think we're out of trouble. Um, um, I I kind of just want to jump into it because I think um, you're such a big name in the community. Um, but like the backstory, people, I think people would love to hear it. Like you've been playing Pokemon a long time. Um, yeah. When? How did you get into this game? Um, I mean, I always had like I remember like I think the first. I like I always had cards like everyone else growing up. I think the first cards I had were like the, the first cards that my dad got for me, were, like the movie cards, where it, like okay. they were like from scenes in the movie. Um, but then you know we got other cards, and we never really played the game until like we've had cards like since they came out, as far as I can remember. But in, we didn't actually play the game until two thousand and like learn how to play the rules of the game, like me and my um my siblings. Okay. Um, yeah, me and my siblings until like two thousand nine. Um, we moved back to, uh, Massachusetts area and, um, uh, met, met a friend, uh, who like played, had Pokemon cards as well. And they played and they actually went to league. So then they were like, you should come to league. Uh, and then we went to league, uh, you know, met the league leader, uh, and she was super nice and super helpful. Um, so big shout out, uh, to the, the league leader <laughs> all the way back then. Cause she was a big influence, I think, in like, you know, getting us into the game and helping out. Cause she was yeah super nice, super helpful. Um, and then we just started you know, picking up on things from there, me and my siblings did, um, playing as much as we could, uh, and uh, played a lot together. And yeah, it just kind of like, that's where it all started. Yeah, we yeah. just had a friend who who actually went to league and then told us we should come to league, so we went to league and then, you know, went to our first battle roads and so so far from there. That's dope. So so there's other. So how many siblings do you have? I have four, four, four? siblings, and the, do, yeah, it's just, just two brothers. And they're they're not active in the game anymore, or. 
Not anymore. No, no. no. They've no. all moved on. Uh, yeah, only three of them used to play. Older okay. sister didn't ever didn't ever play, but the other three played. Um, up until the point, uh, I think they my two brothers as as soon as they got into masters, like the year they would go into masters, they quit right before then. Okay. And my I, my Swiss, my sister played a little bit in seniors. Um, okay. She played mostly in juniors, but she played she played a decent maybe a decent amount in seniors. I don't really remember, but she never even got close to becoming a a masters masters That's division. Cool. I mean, I mean. Uh, you, you, I mean, I hear about it all the time. There's a lot of people that have family that start playing, so it's really cool to like have. That kind of keeps you going, right? Like to have that person that's just there that would play with you. You don't have to go look for anyone. You're just like, hey, bro, let's roll, let's play a deck. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So. It was like a big, uh, a big, a bit. I think a big help with like me getting to the point where I am because mm-hmm. me and my brothers were always uh, not competitive with each other, but competitive in this in the sense that we like wanted to do well at stuff we did i think we all kind of had that same mentality um and probably and all, all still do um like we just want to do well at what we're doing um like we all took gaming pretty seriously outside of just okay. the pokemon uh and my brother was really good at starcraft actually at one point um like I, I don't know if he ever got to Grandmaster, but he was up there. I think he probably broke into GM a couple times. But yeah, he was he was really good at so my, my youngest brother was really good at StarCraft for a time. That's um, Yeah, we were always always just really competitive in that. So I guess that like in our play, we were always just trying to be better. We were trying to be better than each other so much, especially with like me being in the masters division, my brothers being in in the seniors division. But we we're all just trying to be like we we're all trying to win the tournament, and we're not we weren't really competing against each other. But you know, when we showed up at the tournaments, you know, we were just trying to win the tournament. Yeah. Um, oh, so yeah, that really pushed us i think for sure like made me a better player than uh most people would be for how long i had been playing the game back then because of because of that uh because of my brothers us being able to play so much and then in the atmosphere that we played um the mentality and everything yeah so you so it's like 2009 you pretty much started you know and then yep. so you go to like the battle roads back then um when did you start going to regionals so um, so back then it was a little bit different because you could only go to one regionals a year. Okay. Um, so it's evolved quite a bit. Uh, back then it was one regional a year, and then I think in 2012 you could go to three, and then 13, 14 you could go to nine, and then the most recent era is you can go to every single regional if you want to. I mean, like some European, like 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 in North America you can go to every yeah. single regional. Except for this year they had that one. I think it was one of the California ones and Fort Wayne maybe were stacked on the same day. They were like testing yeah. that out, I think. Yeah. Um, and obviously like if like there's probably European regionals on the same day as our, the North American regionals and stuff, but um, you can like the last couple of years, you could pretty much go to every North American regional as a North yeah. American player if you wanted to. But yeah. Back then you could only go to only go to one regional. There's one weekend where regionals happened. Uh, and yeah, 2009 is when we started playing. I only played a couple tournaments in 2009. I was actually a senior for 2009. Okay. I aged up to master in 2010. Okay. Um, I went to I think like one Battle Roads. I actually like for for a senior. I actually did pretty well because I, I went like uh, I bubble I, I bubbled out at Battle Roads, um, and then I got top four at Estates, and I got second at the regionals. Actually, um, it was kind of like a miracle run. I was playing a deck called Blast Caddy, which revolves okay. around Blastoise. That um, for like three or four energy, did sixty to two Pokemon on your opponent's bench, and then the first attack was just like X amount of damage for Water Energy in play. And its ability said, look at the top three, discard them, put any water energy you find into play. And I think Delicati uh, stacked the top deck somehow. Um, so I was going, like, I was running hot. I was, like, turn two, Candy Blastoise, 60-60, double knockout um, throughout all of top eight. Um, so I just kind of, like, got really lucky there. And I ended up losing to the finals to Nick Cimento, who's a great player uh, from the East Coast. Um, but yeah, that was the, my first regional as a senior. Um, I didn't really know what was going on in the game. I had my Blastoise deck. I remember I had, like, uh, I think I only had 2-1 Claydle. Claydle was the big draw support pokemon at the time so i played two azelf so i was like I, if i prize okay. my claydle and my azelf i have a second azelf to get my <laughs> like um oh, yeah it was like pretty janky that's um but yeah, that was my first first regionals um as a senior so yeah yeah back then it was like a little bit um almost more lax in yeah. the competitive team was because was, there was that one everyone had their the one local regional that they could go to so regionals weren't as they were like almost a i don't want to say a bigger accomplishment because there was like less to go to but it was like spread out it was like definitely more lax not yeah. as like we read regionals these days. They're huge events. Every all the top competitive players are there, or for the most part, they are, and it's okay. like a uh, bigger deal. But also, like you know, there's so many of them. There's so, so many more to be won throughout a season. Um, yeah. But it was definitely different. It was definitely different for sure. Yeah, I mean, you're finding 
success so early, you know, when yeah. I talk to a lot of people, you know, they have uh, a, a short, a small buildup, you know, and you, you jump into, you finally start competing well, you know, but with you, you're right off the bat, you're, in, <laughs> you're, you're a senior, you go, oh, I got second at my first regional, which is <laughs> like, it's, it's crazy. Cause like, you're definitely like, I, I have your limitless up and, um, like it, from Limitless, it looked like you turned a table in like 2016, 2017. Um, was yeah. it, was that just like, I'm going to start traveling more or was it like, um, something happened at that point where like, okay, I'm going to take this more serious. Yeah. So in the, so, so right after 2009 was 2010, I actually won my first regional as, as a master's in 2010. In that was when it was, Gosh. yeah, and that's when it was still, and once again, I kind of had one of those like not miracle runs, but just a really good tournament. And, and it like, it worked out in a way where all, like I knew all the good players in my area and like throughout that whole season, I played one deck, uh, shop it. Um, I played the, and I kept improving it every single tournament. Like there was like the city's tournaments back then were in like a period, like they're basically like, uh, league cups, okay. but it was in during one period of time, like three months. Um, so there's a bunch of them and I would like make top eight at like every single one. And then I would lose to a good, pl- like the top players yeah. in the area in new England. Um, then maybe I'd squeak by, I'd, I'd hit someone, you know, you know, not one of those guys, I'd beat them in top eight and then I'd hit them in top four and I'd lose. And then I finally won one city championship. Um, I think I top eighted, uh, a state or two. Um, I don't even remember how many states you could go to back then. Maybe it was just uh, one state you could go to, but, um, yeah. And then I, the the regional comes around, uh, my deck just ended up being a good play for the tournament. There's a lot of jump bluff at that tournament. Um, so that's a really good matchup. So I was just kind of cruising through it. And all the good players lost in top sixteen and top eight. I never had to hit any of them. There was the one. There was a one kid I remember who played Gyarados all the time, and I would always beat him because it's a really good matchup. I hit him in top four, I think. So I did hit a couple of the the better players in the area, but they were just playing good matchups for me. So Dope. I never hit the top top players with the the closer matchups, and I kind of just cru- cruised on through to win that to win that regional. And that's Masters, um, right? Yeah, in Masters Division. <laughs> like it's crazy because like I mean, I mean, there's Bradner who's who moved up to Masters and saw a lot of success but a lot of people struggle from that transition you know it's a it's a different yeah, there's game usually like a, a little oh. bit of a i think a good example of that would even be um john ang who like mm-hmm. his first first year or two in masters wasn't but he's had a really good season yes. this season he had yes. a really good season this season he was really kind of um i guess like getting to that next that next level yeah. um he, he didn't do like bad the seasons before but you know it wasn't yeah. quite the same that, that he's been doing this season so i think john ang would be a good example of that for sure but yeah bradner um one of the hardest working players in the game for oh, sure. Yes. So it's really no surprise that um, he is uh, he is uh, did so, has been doing so well with his first year. Right. Um, yeah. It's like, that, oh, go, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say to that 2016-2017, um, like before that, there wasn't as much in, as of incentive to travel because the regionals were less uh, less value because there, there, you, you didn't win $5,000 sure, sure. when you won. So that was the first year where that came around. Uh, before that, uh, and there were some years in there. There was a period of time where I didn't really take the game too seriously at all. Didn't even try and play for my Worlds invite. Like I didn't, even though Worlds was in, like I lived in New England and Worlds was in DC that year. I didn't even play for my invite that year because I knew I wasn't going to be able to go to anything. Okay. Pretty much besides like states. Um, so I went there and I hang, hung out at Worlds, but I didn't play for my invite that year. Um, and then the other years in there, I didn't, I didn't take it too seriously or travel too much. Um, like I got my Worlds invite for Vancouver and. I'm trying to remember the other ones. Uh, Anaheim, San Francisco. But then, yeah, come, come, you know, they announced, oh, it's $5,000 for regionals. And the first one was uh, Orlando. Uh, <laughs> or it was second regional. The first regional was yeah, in yeah. Arizona. But it was expanded and it was far, so I didn't go to that. And my friends were like, oh, it was really cheap to fly to Orlando from uh, Austin. So we should go. I didn't plan to go until they brought it up. And I was like, they, they're like, we have a hotel room. I was like, okay, I'll come with. So I go down there. I'd been playing Yves Holgar, like, that's it up to that tournament. Right. And I just assumed other people were going to play it. <laughs> so I played yeah. two enhanced hammer and it worked out cause a lot of good players brought dark uh, Tina garb. Um, yeah. and then, yeah, from there, if I didn't go to that tournament, I don't know what would have happened, but winning that tournament was basically like, okay, I have $5,000 now. Why not just go to another one? Okay. And then I just kind of kept going from there. That... And then that season kind of s- cemented it as being like, okay, this is something I can try and do every year. And I feel like I'm good enough to, uh, you know, place high enough to get like the travel stipends and all that to can stay up and get this top sixteen every single season. That's crazy. So it's like, 
Without that tournament, we might not have a Zul GG, you know? That's kind yeah, of crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. It's a big tournament for sure. Yeah. Like, I remember I started playing like 2015. And then it was like, when they announced the 5K thing, it was like, oh, all right, we're actually playing games now. Like, this yeah. is actually worth playing. And then you you just jump in, it's like, I'm, I won. It's fucking, like, it's crazy, because, like, the mentality, like, there's so many players. There's so many players, yeah. and, like, obviously, you talked about Bradner working so hard. Obviously, you work hard, because you're, you're, you're winning. And, like, it take, there's, like, a, a level that people, a commitment, like, anything, like, in anything, there's a commitment that, that these top players that are putting in that other people just don't put in. And yeah. Obviously, you you when you when you win something like that, you get a lot of resources, which is dope. You know, people start well, they want to play with you. You know, yeah, um, sure. But you made you made a crazy run through that season. Like, uh, almost, it looks like every tournament you were in top one twenty eight. Um, you won a, a, with a Lorantis uh, Vileplume, which yeah. I, I remember that tournament. Like when you built that deck, I was like. Uh, just watching it, I was like, ah, oh, he's gonna win. Like, it, just, it, was, it was so busted. It was so fun. It's like, oh, pick up, let me play all my items, oh, put it back down, you can't play. It was like, stupid. Yeah. That was um, a super good deck. Um, and it was, it was played the week, week before, two weeks before in, in Collinsville, or the, yeah. the previous expanded regional by Ross and Fouché, I think. And there was someone else in there, I think, who had a different, who didn't, like, it, it, there was, like, two different groups who had the deck, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was just like this deck. Like the night before, I was like, I don't know, this deck seems good. <laughs> right. and, like item locks, good. Um, may as well just like play. I didn't really like. And the expanded was pretty open back then, mm-hmm. um, and the meta ended up being really good for me too because there was a ton of Totina and Toad Bats um, yeah. for like two big decks that tournament, which is just like free matchups um, against both those. So I was right. that was pretty good for me too. But yeah, it just ended up working out really well in that one as well. Yeah. So so you you do you you do well, you know. Um, you made like, uh, according to the limit list, you make $13,000 that year. Like mm-hmm. how old are you at that point in 2015 or 2016? 16. That's what, uh, four years ago. Yeah. yeah. Five, almost five now. Four or five, five now. So like, uh, 21, 22, 21, 22. It's like, do you look at this and go, man, like $13,000 just to play Pokemon? Like, is it like. Are you you're in school at that point, or um, I I didn't really ever do too much too much school at all. I was just well, working at that point. You're just yeah. working, and you're like, yeah. it's a good side gig, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like oh, I'm, I'm 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 killing it. That's kind of yeah. dope because yeah. like you talk to a lot of people because right now you're you're full time Pokemon at this point. Yes, yeah, yeah. full time full time content creation, which is dope. Um, when at that point did you ever think that was possible? Were you like? Because, I mean, you um, made made a good amount of money where you're like, okay, maybe we can start focusing more on Pokemon? Not at that point. It was, like, a little bit later on for sure. Um, at that point, it was just kind of like, okay, I'm just going to – I'm good at Pokemon. I just want to keep going with Pokemon and see where it goes. Cause, because, like, uh, like with how big that, like, upgrade was, like, the regionals and the, the whole tournament structure that Pokemon put out, it was like they could go bigger. Yeah. And then who knows how big they're going to go. And they haven't really built Done too it. much on it since then. Um which is unfortunate, but like you know, we were, at that point I was like, I don't know, I'm just gonna keep playing the game. As far as content creation goes, I didn't even, I hadn't really even gotten into that. No. I didn't start streaming after Orlando though. That's when I first started streaming. Sure. I didn't stream that much back then or regularly. I didn't, I only started streaming really super regularly um, at the beginning of last year. Yeah, uh, is when I really committed to streaming. Yeah, I remember you put out a tweet and like I, I talk about this tweet all the time. It was like you 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 made a Patreon and I was I, I talk about it a lot because I think a lot of people in this atmosphere rely on like sponsorships and and stuff like that where like i felt like you were when i'm gonna go all in on myself i put all my chips on myself um if you want to support me here's my patreon i'm gonna stream i'm gonna go in obviously you're gonna have sponsors like that's a thing but like yeah. i feel like no one really committed like you did and like when i seen that tweet i i think i commented on it i'm like I think this is what, because I interview a lot of people and they talk about content creation and this, but like, I felt like that tweet was like a tweet where something changed in you where it's like, all right, I'm all in on myself and I can build my own brand. 
and yeah, and then like if we look at it now, I mean, in in the Pokemon community, I, you're either one you toured, um, and and uh, Andrew Mahone are up there, yeah. and like you could look at the Pokemon streams, like they're literally flooded with with your your supporters and your your backers, <laughs> which is. It's got to feel good, you know? It's got to feel good. Yeah, because sure. yeah, you built it yourself. And, like, it's dope. I think that's so sick. Um, yeah, yeah. Definitely. All right. Let, let's kind of jump back into your success because you go, yeah, I mean, you had a great run um, in 2016, 2017. Um, not, not so great in Worlds, right? Yeah, and I don't even remember. What yeah. I, what, 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 I, the way I remember tournaments is by what, who and what won. Who won World mm, It was the Vileplume, the Sidui Vileplume year, so it had to be... Uh, oh, so that's, was that, uh... Oh, man, I can't remember. I don't even know <laughs> at this point. It's so far. Was that, was that, is that, that's, that's when Tord won NAIC? <sighs> so then Diego know. won Worlds with Guardi? Yes, yes, yes. That, that's right. what it was. Yeah, I'm yeah, so yeah. Sure. Oh, no, Guardi, yeah. that was the next year, right? Because it was Garbodor year? Was Guardi year? Or no? Well, it went from Garbodor, and then we got we got the Guardi GX set for Worlds. Yeah, so um, that's what happened. Yeah. So no, okay, this one that was the next year, 2017 down 18. I don't know what won Worlds this year, but yeah, I have no idea. Then. Yeah, <laughs> but like, let's just if we go to 17 18, like this, like your limitless is huge on this one, and like you're playing pretty much. This is Drumpa Garb year, like okay, yeah, and you're. That, this, that, this year, I actually, I think I go to everything. The year before, I didn't yeah. quite go to everything. Like some of the the, the West Coast regionals, I stayed away from because uh, it's more expensive to get out there and stuff. It didn't seem worth it. Uh, this year, I committed to doing everything, everything. every single regional that I could. Yeah, and it, it's like I mean, even when people commit to everything, you know, um, you find success every at, pretty much in every event. Like I go to an event, and I'm hoping. Like, I, I'm hoping I hit a day two, you know? Let me hit a day two, you know? It's like, is it, like, how many, like, how disappointing would it be if you didn't hit? Like, obviously, it can't be too disappointing because you hit, like, good good things every time. But, like, your expectations are so high at this point, right? Like, you want to win. Like Yeah, yeah. Yes. There's, like... You've gone way past everything. You just want to win at this point. So it's like, if you're not winning, it's not the same, right? Yeah, I mean, every time I go to an event, I show up to try and win. But I also, yeah. like, I'm reasonable with, like, the outcome or, like, okay. it was a bad deck choice. I mean, we had, like, um, I think a decent example of this. We played uh, Dollstall at Florida Regionals this season. Um, and Xander and Squad brought an ADP deck that our build just couldn't beat. And it's like, all right. Our, but we beat, like, pretty much everything besides that. The only reason I didn't have a shot at top eight is I lost to Gustavo in a very close set. Gustavo's a great player, so like there's no no shame yeah. in losing to Gustavo, and I ended up top thirty two in there. Uh, but if I'd been Gustavo, who knows where I could have gone? Probably only far enough to only lose to one of the ADP players. But like it's kind of one of those things. Like our deck was a really good choice, but you know the ADP just kind of showed up. So it's like eventually we're going to hit them and we're going to lose. That's that's kind of what happened to us at that event. Yeah, at the, at the end of like twenty seven, twenty eighteen, is that when? you joined ddg or like you committed to because like is that your testing your testing has that your testing group always been that or did you um, commit I, to that team finally i played with mandarvis for a long time um and then we didn't really play with the rest of the guys until portland regionals um 18 19 i want to say um the one that jimmy yeah. won with uh zoro uh zoro toe but okay. me and jimmy had been playing together and had you know, on and off different uh, partners, testing partners that we played with for uh, since, I'm trying to think, since, uh, yes, I think since since the Yvetal Garb, Garb uh, season. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, I think Yvetal Garb. That's good. Like, you, you see how that's a real consistent thing with top players. They have another, a group that is just really good too. And you guys work really well together. And I think that's like such a key thing. I think people should try to find a a testing group. I mean, it's hard to find like a successful one, you know, but I think working together with the same people all the time is just a lot more beneficial than trying to do things solo. 
Yeah, no, it definitely yeah. helps out. Finding a testing group is like super, super beneficial, especially having like the same people, so like you can kind of work together better. Like so, work together better. Like some people are stubborn, and you can kind of like know how to talk to them and work with them. Um, so that's like a huge benefit to, especially like when you respect them as a player and like respect their opinion to an extent, of course. You know, if they're being stubborn, but that's where if you work through that stubbornness with them, then all of a sudden, then you're like on the same page and it's working that much better. We always had the mentality when where was the the DDG group that we should always play the exact same sixty. And I think that's something that, I mean, not everyone's testing group does, but I think that's what you you want to be on the, that kind of same page. Like you should right. be able to argue each other into what you think is right or like agree with your agree with your teammate eventually. But you should at the end of the day play the same sixty in the tournament because one of you is correct, and you should just put enough time, or one of you should like give in eventually. And if someone has just like a slight edge in the argument, like then they're right, right? You just kind of give up. Like it's, don't let your pride get in your way of having to be right, um, and just like end up on the on the same page yeah that's a that's a great point i don't think anyone's ever really brought that up because like we talk about texas group all the time it's like oh yeah they played the same 60 but when you when you explain it like that there's it's such a more in-depth like there's a reason you play the same 60 because you guys put in so much time that there is no questions someone was right that like we fought that we're in rooms we're fighting over this and Someone is going to be right, and we're going to play the same 60, which is like, um, it's so far over people's heads, I think, um, in, in Pokemon, where, like, even in, like, my testing group, um, that doesn't happen. <laughs> there, there, there is an argument that we'll, we'll play the same deck, but uh, be, there will be that argument, and there is no resolving. There is, I'm, now, now I'm playing an hand timer, and you're playing Energy Switch, and yeah. we'll see what happens, you know? But... The, when you explain it that way, it's like, you know, I, I sh- we should be better. We should be better. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. It's super but You want to get to that point because you know, mm-hmm. then you know your deck's better. Or or at least your process of figuring out what is better, like, becomes better. Because there's so many yeah. different, like, because when you have a 60-card deck and there's, like, so many different opinions and stuff flying around, like, there's going to be, you know, different 60 cards, you know, when you're, when you're filling out your deck list. But if you can get to the same page, I think it's just beneficial for, like, a testing group. Uh, for sure, like on a, on a whole different level. Yeah, that's so dope. Um, I, I want to talk about the the DDD season. I think the DDD season is definitely something um, in Pokemon history that is always going to be there. Like, I think people, because I think it, it's almost the gold standard at this point. Because um, if you look at this season, uh, you guys took a a group of players that are very successful, um, put them together, and dominated for pretty much the entire season. Yeah, kind of fell off a little bit at the end. At the end, but, I mean, pretty much, but I think that was, uh, people adapted, you know? I think at the beginning of the season, you guys had, basically, like a, if you would think, like, esports-wise, you guys committed to, like, a team house, where... We're, we're going to play the same 60, we're going to dominate. You dominate, boom, boom. And then everyone had to adapt and go, okay, um, what they're doing is right. And if we don't adapt to that and start working together, we're not going to succeed like them. And if you look at the this season, I mean, you have like Bradner's group with, with um, Bakari and, and... Yeah, the lab. Lab. Um, you had... Um, Cutter Tap, which was doing well too, and it's like, yeah. and it, like when you guys decided to do that, was did you guys think the success would come as as easy as it did? Because uh, um, Pendarvis went on like a three four <laughs> regional streak, and then you had Caleb on a streak, and then you're 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 in there, you're in top eight almost every time too. It's like, yeah. it became a meme at some at, at that point. <laughs> Um, I don't think, I don't think it was expected because like the whole Portland thing was just like, um, we're just looking for more people to work with. Uh, me and Jimmy were, we're like, we just need more people to work with because lost a couple uh, people who we were been working with before. So we're just like, all right, let's just hit up. Uh, I think, I think Jimmy just wanted to hit up Caleb or we talked about hitting up Caleb. So we just, we just hit up Caleb. We're like, all right, we're going to just get a hotel room. Let's, let's work for this event. Um, we got there like a day early and we were just testing stuff out. Um, at that that event, Isaiah ended up playing a different deck than us. Um, he was on the other control deck, which in the end, at the end, he was basically playing Pidgey Control yeah. in Expanded before Pidgey Control was a deck. Um, 
his deck might have been better overall to be to be honest. But we came up with the the Zoro Toad thing, um, which was just kind of an insane deck for like like no one was like preparing to play around what was happening with that deck. So yeah. we kind of dominated Portland, um, and uh, I mean it worked. So we we're just like, all right, let's do it again. And then I forget what was the event after that. Um, um yeah, Ronark, which you guys. Ronark. Yeah, Ronark. Uh, you... Okay, then we yeah we played Guard. Was it was that really <laughs> the one after? Uh, I don't know if it was exactly the one after. It's the one in November, so it was October, November. So, and I, I don't know if there was one in between that, but I feel like there had to be one in between that because that was. Oh, there was definitely there was Brazil in between that, right? Yeah, okay. there, Brazil had to happen in between that. So yeah, Brazil happened. Another con- we hit him with another controls or deck. Danny won that. Um, and then yeah, yeah I guess so. there might have been another regional in between that, and then yeah, there was Roanoke that came around, and um, you guys the we didn't really know what to play, but we were like, yo, Robin's deck from Brazil was really cool, or the Limitless Guardy deck was really cool. Let's just play that. Yeah. Let's just just do that. And I think that, that that deck was a ton of fun. That's my favorite deck from maybe yeah. my favorite deck from that year because that deck was a ton of fun. Yeah, Jimmy won that one, um, yeah. and then just kind of kept snowballing from there. Right. Um, it's pretty. I don't know. I always that that's what. I always use you guys as an example whenever I talk to anyone who wants to take the game series. I'm like, if you want to take the game series, you got to look. Uh, this group of people worked together, and they found a lot of success. And if you want to find success in the game, I think you got to do that. And it's been it's just proven. At this point, it's a proven thing, and I think going forward, I think the competition level is so much higher because all these players are working with each other. I think... Before you guys did that, it was kind of wild, wild west. Like, um, yeah. if you're in my hotel room, sure, we'll work together, which, which still I think happens. Um, but there is always the there's always a core group of players that are working together, and yeah. that find a lot of success. Um, which uh, I always thank thank you guys for, um, which is dope. <laughs> I know I know it's like in like it doesn't sound like you should take credit for something like that, but. In in a larger picture, if you really look at it, it pretty much was like you guys. Um, yeah. No, I think I think like I mentioned it before. Um, like I think we definitely pushed the level of competition in Pokemon, and yeah. it's not to say if we didn't do it, no one would. But it would happen eventually. But we just were the people. Yeah. We were the group that did exactly. it, and then I think everyone um, not only took the game more seriously, but almost had to if they wanted to keep up yeah, with us. Exactly. Uh, that's what, and like it, it's cool to be a part of it like i went to all these regionals and um, i made friends with all these people and you just see the development of like i want to be ddg like yeah. you go like it became such a meme you round one would go off and it doesn't matter if you are a top player or a bottom tier garbage player the first like you would go over to a group of people and the conversation would be what's ddg playing what's ddg playing <laughs> And it's like, even the like the person that probably would never, like, the, the only way they're playing Azul is if they played him round one. It's still asking, hey, what's Azul playing? <laughs> like, that's how, like, crazy it got. It was like, and then, I mean, it kind of got to a dark place. Like, don't, don't um, uh, where the community was against you guys. I mean, they oh, felt yeah. like it was everyone versus DDG. At, at yeah. some point, I remember going to NAIC that year, and you guys were down in the cafeteria testing, and everyone else was like upstairs, and like it got dark. Like people said shit that they regret, and I'm sure there's been a lot of <laughs> apologies. And like I feel like the community is so much closer and nicer now. But at that point, it was it. it some people said shit that I know for a fact that. Um, they they don't believe that shit anymore, and um, I don't. I think that it, it just got dark because people get jealous of success, and the, the adaptation wasn't there yet, and it was just forming. And once they did, and they realized that um, there's a lot of success in working together. That uh, what you guys did was not. I mean. You guys were super secretive. There was no leaks. Yeah. There was no thing. And I think at that point, it needed to be like that um, because yeah. you were success, so successful. And um, I always told people that. I was like, you just, it's hard. It's hard to be at the top and be friendly. Like, <laughs> it's especially in, in um, 
in this game because it becomes like who are your friends or who wants your list you know like it's kind of weird yeah i mean oh. I, yeah it's one of those things there's like it was, there's definitely some weird like some unfortunate scenarios that came up and like you know people i think you know had like a bad taste in their mouth sometimes mm-hmm. but like um we kind of like pushed that into the community a little bit the the no leaks thing yeah. um and it's not a bad thing. It's like if if it's you not. have a group and you want to build a deck and you don't want to share it, that's like fine. It's like it is a competition at the end of the day. Like, um, and someone should expect to get a deck from anyone, like either. So like, if just like if it goes that way, it just goes that way. Like, you shouldn't expect to get a deck from someone. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, we were just like we're just gonna play our decks and not share them with anyone, and that's just gonna have to be fine. And people are gonna have to be okay with that because that's just like this is the way it is. Yeah. Um, th- like I commend you guys and, for committing to that. Like. A lot of people would fold under the, the the scrutiny that people put on you guys as being so toxic. And, like, <laughs> even though it's not, like, I yeah. don't know. It's not toxic. There was nothing toxic about it. it like, wanting to win and in a game that where one one card, like, knowing one card in someone's deck could change a whole outcome of, yeah. of a matchup and being secretive, like... Calling that toxic is toxic. Like, like it's crazy that people were like that. But I, I mean, people would fold under that pressure. Like, a lot of people want to be friendly. You know, they yeah. want to be friendly. They don't want to be seen like that. But I'm glad. Like, you guys had a group of people that it came to a point where it's like, who cares what anyone else thinks? Like, we're gonna work together. We're gonna be successful. And it, I, I think it was better for the community. I think the Actually, the community grew from 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 you guys not folding in and like being nicer to people. To, like, yeah. I guess if you want to say nicer, which is such a stupid like concept. Like, um, but I think the the community just got more tough skin uh, at that yeah, point. Yeah, I yeah, think so. yeah. It's just a dumb. And like, I know you probably don't talk about that a lot, but it's crazy. <laughs> like, there's so much more aspects to the game than just sitting down and. and playing cards like yeah we i mean we've talked for the last like 20 minutes about just the community wise and like the impact on on stuff and it's 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 crazy like it's such a crazy little world that people don't realize um pokemon is like it's more than just a child's game and people's feelings get hurt and there's arguments and i mean there's five thousand dollars online which is like in in grand scheme of things isn't like a tremendous amount of money but um when you commit this much time and effort into something it's uh things get a little dicey sometimes <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah it's not a yeah it's not a whole ton of money at the end of the day but like for showing up to the tournament competing may as well uh give it yeah. our all attempt to give it our all. all right um and i think we all like as we like a ddg thing is like as we just like we're continuously seeing success we all wanted it that much more to win the next tournament um and to just keep like dominating the way we were right yeah every um, tournament that we won we wanted the next one that much that much more that's yeah that it's such a great mentality um i kind of i want to jump into this uh blastoise deck like <laughs> if you had like i don't know i think that's one of the most iconic things in your career is that that towering splash yeah. for game which is insane <laughs> um when 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 you built that deck was a did you did you think it was the best deck in the format at that point? Um, so we've had a like sometimes we'd come up with like really good decks. Um, obviously, we had decks like that. Nick, no one played while we played at a tournament. I mean, Archie's Choice wasn't a a known deck at all, right? Yeah. Um, and even we played Picaram at some pretty big like we played Picaram at uh, UIC NAIC that year as well. Yeah. Um, I think I think yeah. And so like sometimes we just play like we we couldn't come up with anything that was like that much better than everything. So we're just like okay. What do we think is just kind of the best deck, like overall? You know, the best matchup spread. Because um, like you, you have to take some losses or some rough matchups somewhere, and like I did in the finals. Like Dragon was a terrible yeah. matchup for Archie's choice, right? Yeah. Um, so it, that was a rough matchup. We didn't expect that to show up at all. I think it was the only one in day two, maybe as well. <laughs> so you know, he squeaked his way through, but it's a good deck, right? Like we, yeah. me, uh, I mean, it was me, me and Jimmy were the the, uh, the people who initially made the Drampagarb deck for Dallas Regionals um, the year before, I believe. Yeah. Um, Garb expanded, I guess, making Drampagarb an expanded deck. Um, because mm. obviously it was a deck before then. Um, but yeah, pushing it to expand it. And then, yeah, so it was like we didn't really expect it. We didn't think it was that great right then. 
uh, or definitely wouldn't be popular, even if it showed up. It's one of those things. It's not going to be that popular, though. And it wasn't, right? But, you know, hitting the finals. And we were just like, Archie's Story seems really good. I had been playing a, a ton uh, on my, on just streaming, I think, before then. I was liking it a lot. Um, so it's like, it's, I mean, let's just come up with what we think is the best list for Archie's Story and just play it. Because you can just hit hard, and sometimes your opponent can't respond. Um, and that should be pretty decent. And that's just kind of what we went for with that. Yeah, I, th- I don't know. I, like, I think Kirk and them, like, really hyped that. Uh, <laughs> like, I'm so glad that they were they were commentating that because, like, don't get me wrong, Pokemon's great. Like, they're great, but I think they restrict their commentators to be more lax and not yeah. show the hype. But, like, when something like that pops off, like, as a player... Like if you know the game, that that shit is just so big. It's insane. Like, <laughs> did you see it coming? Were you like, because like I I think as uh, it was against um, Shemansky, yeah, Shemansky. Like, I want to say like Shemansky is a great player, like yeah. amazing. So like you want to avoid that, but it, he just got into a situation where he couldn't avoid it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Uh... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just immediately. I, I mean, he benched that Oracorio. Yeah. Uh, he, I, I think he said he thought it was he thought it was the, the Mr. Mime. Like, oh, oh if I bench this, I'm safe. Uh, and it, it wasn't Mr. Mime. <laughs> you're <laughs> like, when he benched, you're like, wait, that's eight. And I was like, even before he benched it, I was like, okay, it's still seven, so I can just like wipe his board and maybe he can't return knockout. And then he benched it. And I was like, okay, that's that's just eight prize cards or six prize six cards. Prize, my bad, yeah, not eight. Yeah, yeah. Five uh, sucks. Yeah. yeah, six prize cards. Uh, he had five before in play, and I was like, okay, well, that's. That's six. So now, if I just KO everything, I win the game instead of just maybe he can't respond if I KO everything. Yeah. So then I got uh, uh, order pad heads for the field blower, and then it just kind of. <laughs> I always, I always loved that deck. <laughs> like, I remember because I played it in Portland, and I got top four, and like just flipping heads on order pads. <laughs> it's just like such a meme. Like, yeah, yeah. I remember I played. Uh, Jimmy and he like took my dice. He's like, "What the fuck?" Because I was just man, I was hitting heads on order pads that didn't even matter. I was like, yeah. "Fuck, it, I don't know, man." But yeah, that deck's such such fun deck. I wish like there was more of that because like if you look at if you look at that year, you guys played a lot of different decks. Um, yeah, I think a lot of people play the same deck throughout the year. Like I, I had Bacardi on. He's Ride or die, Picaram, almost everything, and he finds yeah. a lot of success with it. And I think um, a lot of people find a lot of success with um, playing one deck. Um, how do you feel like feel about that? Because when I look at your Limitless, it is scattered um, with different decks. And do you feel like it's your testing group? You guys just you want to find you have so many different minds that are very good in with different decks that you can play different decks like this. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, I've been playing so long that it's like, I mean, you can look at any, most situations and be able to break it down. I mean, there is some some nuanced stuff behind it. Playing a deck for longer to figure out those little things and matchups. Um, but, you know, having played as long as I have, it's it's easier for me to pick up a deck, you know, than yeah. a newer player and, like, be able to play it uh, more optimally. Um, and there's definitely just an advantage to being able to, like, play a different deck. Like, you can you can play something like, and Picaram is maybe, like, a little bit of a unique situation for, like, Justin specifically because Picaram has just been so good for so long. And even when people think it's dead, it's still Definitely really good. good. Yeah. Um, so since it's come out, it's kind of just been that. So, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe Justin's getting a little, got a little bit lucky with Picaram being so good and him sticking to it. But maybe he would have also switched off, right? I mean, another uh, kind of, like, good example of a player who's, like, a really good player is kind of, like, Sosa, who's mm-hmm. stuck with Yvetal for so long. And I think Sosa overdid it, though. I think Sosa, Sosa is definitely... Stuck with his Yvetal <laughs> a little bit too long um, when it had definitely kind of seen its its day. Right. Uh, and Sosa's right. a great player. Like so, like so, I like I I've told Sosa before. Like just play a tier tier two, tier one tier two. Put the Yvetal down, man. Like I've told him before to like you know. Right. And when he does, like, he started playing Luke Metal in online mm-hmm. tournaments recently and started winning. Right. So yeah. like, Sosa's a great player. Uh, he can be a little stubborn. He played Nine Tails for. Uh, Worlds the year when when Guardi EX was out. I was like, bro, are you sure you want to play this? Like, it's not <laughs> Guardi's going to be insanely big. Like, it's not a good matchup. He's like, and he made it today too, still right. So yeah. like, um, but like at some point you definitely have to, and you want to be able to if you want to play at the top consistently, um, you want to be able to just switch decks, and that's something you want to like, and to get more familiar with switching decks and playing a new deck uh, in a tournament. You know, in two weeks you got to do it and then start doing it more, and then it'll just kind of get easier. And right. easier because you'll you'll see more lines of like weird situations 
with decks and then when a new one comes up you'll you'll be able to handle it a little bit better um so like you know i mean i played decks that i hadn't played with in a while or at all and i put it to, like the lanches fireplume i played zero decks zero games with that deck before i picked it up and played it in toronto regionals um so like and that gives you an edge being able to to be able to not just stick to your one deck and switch it up um and uh the more you do that the more comfortable you'll be doing that the better you'll play when you do make those switches from deck to deck yeah i think it's crazy it's crazy because like um for like to, to just pick up a deck like i don't as, as a player like it's hard because i remember when you guys brought the zoro tor or toad deck to portland and it was control and yeah it, it won and then um we go to cups and i knew in my head that when I go to cups, all these players are going to try to play that deck, and I I try to play it, and I'm like, I'm going to dominate these people because they don't know what they're doing <laughs> because the deck is so so much more than just a Zoro deck. Like Zoro was so like just 120, you know. But yeah, there's so much more that went in because I, I remember playing against you guys, and it gets to a point where you think you won and then you lost. Like, you're just, they lock you out. At some point, they lock you out. And, like, if you don't know how the deck works, you can't do that. And yeah. um, that just tell the, like, the, the time and the, the effort you guys put into decks is so much greater than, than people realize. Um, yeah. And, and, it, and you're not only doing it for one deck. Like, you're doing it for <laughs> six, seven, eight, nine... You had ten different decks that got at least top fifty in in two thousand eighteen two thousand nineteen. Which uh, yeah, I, like I've had a lot of people on on my podcast. And I've talked to a lot of people. That number is actually tremendous um, compared to because I mean a, a running thing on this show is stick to a deck, stick to a deck, and uh, even in both both formats, people are sticking to one deck. And I mean, I, I think it's great advice, especially for someone that um, isn't doesn't have the resources that you have, that doesn't have yeah. the time. Like, if you stick with one deck and you you make it great, it's great. It, it just to look at these ten decks in in one season find so, so so much success for you. It just says so much as for you as a player. Like, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's fucking awesome, dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean that was our that was our mentality. It was like if we can't come up with a broken deck, what is the best deck? Like I said, like we played Picarama at multiple um, uh, internationals, and like it won the one uh, Gustavo won. Uh, we played it there, and then it got second from Emery, who lost who lost to Stefan. Um, so like yeah. the, the deck did well, even though we weren't the ones. We were like, all right, Picarama's the best deck, and those two were like, we can't come up with something we think is broken. So like, what is the best deck? Okay, it's Picarama. Okay, how do we make the best Picarama? And I think our EUIC Picarama list was actually insanely good. Um, we didn't play any two prize Pokemon, no Zerora, no Coco GX. It was just Picarama. And two Zapdos, right. and then Jirachi's is just straight consistency. Um, and I think that was our that was, that was one of my favorite decks to play. Um, uh, and I lost my winning into top eight in that one <clears throat> oh. twice. <laughs> Gosh, uh, that was a little that's that rough. rough. That's one. rough. Um, but yeah, that was one of my favorites. My favorite decks to play. I think that whole year was that Picaron build because it was just so different. And people like, I don't know. I just I won uh, every mirror match except like uh, I lost one mirror match. There were so many Picaron mirror matches. Um, right. But he was playing like a turbo build. And it was that was that was a that was a crazy good set against him as well. But yeah, it was just, I loved that deck. That deck was a ton of fun. Awesome. Uh, just because no one expected like I, our lines. We had tested that deck. I feel like maybe one of the most we had ever tested a deck. And our lines were so planned out. It felt like every time I went into a game, I was like, all right, I know how to play this. I know what I want to do um, against like every single matchup. It felt like, and um, yeah, it just worked out really well. I li- even though we didn't win that one, um, but, it was still a uh, still so great. I love right. that one. It's so awesome. Um, if we look at the Worlds last year, um, obviously we didn't have Worlds this year, but you guys brought the Pidgey, and was yeah. that, I mean, no, I don't think anyone's seen it coming. Um, <laughs> when you look back, do you, do you regret taking Pidgey, um, or did you, I mean, obviously you guys have a great testing group, so you guys probably thought out pretty well. Um, did you think no one was going to see it coming? Um, did you feel control was was super broken at that point? Uh, I mean, we just thought the deck was really good and had 
like you could do the lock against anything. So there was a couple things. We the list could have been better. I think Grant's list immediately after that was definitely a step above ours, a, tre- a tremendous step mm-hmm. above. So Grant's Grant was on like a, a much better list immediately after that with the Jirachis and everything, um, or even like Bradner's list that was t- that he took to call uh, yeah. Knoxville. Um, also, um, so like a little bit more refined. We didn't get get it refined enough for sure. We're, we're, the, the biggest we're, thing we're trying we're, to get is like how do we just get the lock down? We we're just working on the lock, and then we we're like we couldn't refine. We didn't have to, enough time to refine the list to. Yeah. Uh, make it like flow as consistently as it could, um, and then another thing we didn't expect we didn't expect Mewtwo plus Espioxus, something we just didn't uh, expect at all, and that's like a big. I don't know if that would have changed our minds on playing the deck, um, or maybe we would have added just more power plants or something. And the matchup wasn't terrible. Um, like I, I beat Robin, um, and then I lost to Bert, who who had the SP. I, I, I mean, I don't actually I don't know know for sure if Robin had Espioxus, but I'm pretty sure he did. I don't remember. I don't for sure. Yeah, I yeah. ended up beating Robin. Um, and then I lost to Burt with the Mewtwo deck as well. And, I mean, Isaiah made top eight with it. Um, and <laughs> I, I don't know for sure this, but I think the only reason Isaiah lost in top eight is because he didn't know that Heatran, what Heatran did as a card. <laughs> but I don't know if he, he would have won if he knew what it did, but I know that's why he lost as fast as he did in that, I think, game three. Yeah. Um, so, who knows how, deeper he, how much deeper he could have gone. Uh, a couple of the other guys had, like, rough showings, but I, I don't think we're all... I don't regret it, um... I mean, if I could go back, I would just put more time in with the deck. Right. Like, that's what I, I, think, I wouldn't change. I wouldn't change playing the deck. I would just put more time in with it. Right. It's, it was hard because, like, I think that was the first time in Pokemon where they kind of just gave you a new format and they gave it to everyone. They rotated, and and then uh, I think a whole a set was added and and a, and a rotation, and so everyone's kind of on the same playing field. Um, finally, yeah. you know, I've been, I've been an advocate for that. I think it. Because it's always been like Japan's a couple um, sets ahead. They got to come back, and then Europe only plays standard, so like they, that's all they focus on. Where like a North American player plays both, so it's not as focused. And but when you rotate and add and, and a, a thing, you guys had this much time to figure out a deck. Like, do you think yeah. that was a huge factor? Like. No, that, I mean that was a decent amount of time. As far as like, yeah. like for like, I mean, when you look at like some of our other decks that we came up with, like Toad Zoro, we came up with two days before Portland. So like, <laughs> okay. and Worlds is a little bit, a little bit. Definitely give credit to Worlds for being a little bit. Like everyone is going it's, to that next level, yeah. and all the players are on that next level as yeah. well. Um, especially in like the day two, um, all the players are like on that next level. So, um, it definitely is going to be. There's gonna be more people with those Zoro Toad kind of decks coming out, right? Like, yeah. it's not just gonna be just us with our Zoro Toad. Um, or our Pidgey control, which we ended up taking. There's going to be other people with their Pidgey controls, or whatever it is, like the Mewtwo deck that Henry brought, of course, Mm -hmm. winning the whole thing. The the Blacephalon deck from, uh, was it Shintaro, right, who got second? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah, like his Blacephalon deck was super cool. Um, So, you know, there's going to be other people with their other things as well. Um, And Mm -hmm. we didn't think that we couldn't compete with them. It's just like, you know, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a little bit harder. It's going to be an uphill battle, yeah. Um, So you found, I mean, it's hard to talk about the 2020 season. I mean, you found um, success, like always. Um, yep. but then it got cut off, you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. So there's really, I mean, we can, we, I don't, I don't really like to talk about the, the meta in, in standard in these interviews. Um, but, um, I think you've been a, a huge advocate on the Twitter and social media about ADP and yeah, I think your stance has changed a couple times, but, um, do you really think that card is super toxic for the game? Yeah, in I mean, I, I don't. So I, I mean, I think it, I always thought it should be banned um, okay. since like OCIC. Um, first, okay. at first, I was like, okay, OCIC could be the Seattle of this year, where Seattle was like, mm-hmm. uh, Drampa Garb came out Drampa and Garb. it was like insane amount. I didn't even go to the event, but I saw the results. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm glad I didn't go to the event. Yeah. That's just insane. And then it didn't end up being that bad, right? Because it toned yeah. down a lot. NAIC 2017 is one of the best formats I think Pokemon has ever had. Yeah. Um, so it toned down a lot. Like people are figured it out, right? There's nothing mm. to figure out about ADP, yes. and my, like it just no my worries. mic just fell there. Uh, it no just worries. there's like a lot of things with ADP. I, yeah, I've wanted it banned like since since I made my initial video or statement. Yeah. I've wanted it banned since then. Um, I don't think the format's terrible if it it isn't banned, um, but I think it does. It's the the best way. Like I've been thinking about it recently. It's kind of just like a brick wall in the meta. Like it doesn't okay. move. True. Other decks kind of flow, like these decks become popular and become bad. Like Senescorch is popular, don't play Luke Metal. Okay, Senescorch isn't popular, Luke Metal's coming in. Uh, Picaram, 
it keeps coming up, but it's really hard for like fighting decks to even exist because they really struggle against mm-hmm. the ADP. Like a lot of good, the decks that are good against Pikaram, like the one prizers and the fighting decks, it's harder for them to exist with ADP in the format. I mean, Pikaram is such a versatile deck that maybe it can handle them anyways, but every deck can beat Pikaram. Yeah. Like every deck has you, you go up against Pikaram, like, all right, I'm playing against Pikaram. You go up against ADP, and you're like, all right, I, I don't want to play anymore. Like, yeah, uh, it's so no unfun. It, it doesn't flow in the meta at all. Like, it, ADP is always the uh, like a, a top one, most, second most popular, most popular deck. Um, it's always a tier one deck. Like it does not yeah. shift. Like ADP just it sticks there, and it's like I'm still here. Yeah. Um, and it's not fun to play against. It's like a big thing as well. Like that that can that can be a factor if a card shouldn't exist or should exist. If it's just okay. not fun to play against at all at any level, um, even the ADP players don't want to sit down and play against another ADP. True. Like <laughs> True. no one has fun when they sit down and play against ADP. Like you, yeah. I, I would, you'd, it'd be hard to find someone who you ask and they're like, okay, what's your favorite matchup to play against, or like. Um, is there any time when you sit down and you're like, oh yeah, I'm playing against ADP, right? Like no right. one, no one is like that, right? So on top yeah. of it being like, you know, and it gatekeeps, like I said, like one prize or struggle against it, stuff like that. I, I feel like it uh, stunts creativity because of how popular it is, um, and it's being played less as of late, and maybe that's people getting bored or more people figuring out the matchups for their other top decks. And yeah. I, I don't think it's as big of an because like before it was like 25, 30 percent of metas. Last couple of weeks, last month, it's definitely toned down quite a bit. But I still don't think it should exist. Like I still think it should be banned. Okay. Um, so super happy to see that Limitless Bandit in their standard mm-hmm. tournaments, and I hope other TOs follow. Um, and I think the the go to excuse of oh, but Pokemon isn't banned. I don't. Does Pokemon care right now? That's right. like it, who like who uh, if if reason should not be. You should be able to come up with a better reason than oh, but Pokemon didn't ban it. So I want my tournaments to follow the official rules for what? Like there's no other official tournaments besides the Players Cup, right? And right. we'll play in that with ADP. That's fine. fine. But if if we think we can improve the game, TOs have all the power. So why not? Why not make the game better? If, if someone could answer for me that um, without the response of, you know, uh, follow the rules, yeah. why should we? If they can be, if I can be like, what, but why not make the game better if we can? And they come up with a you know, good reason. Like, I don't, I don't think, like, people shouldn't have the opinion that ADP shouldn't be banned, but, like, at least come up with something, you know, something different besides TBCI right. <laughs> banned it yet. Okay. I, I think that's good. I think that's great. Um I, I'm with you. Um, I think whenever I play against ADP, it's not enjoyable. Um, yeah. And I think that's a that's a big factor that people don't really talk about. Uh, I, and if you look in the past, a lot of cards have got banned just because they're not enjoyable. They um, Turn one, any item lock, turn one, anything was not fun. And now we have turn one, ultra creation. It's not fun. It's not fun. It's not fun. <laughs> it's not fun. And like, yeah, I mean, they got I, to let loose. Yeah, Stamp and expanded. Jesse Jameson expanded because that's not mm-hmm. going to be fun to play against, right? Yeah. And in current standard ADP, it's just not. No one sits down and like like we play Pokemon because we enjoy the game, right? But no one enjoys the game as soon as they're up against an ADP station. Like no, no. you you stop having fun then. No. You're just like, hope this one's over fast. Yep. Maybe hope. they whiff water and I roll yeah. them. Maybe, <laughs> Maybe they win whiff water. Yeah. Maybe they win in three turns and it's over and we go to the next game. I get to play a game of Pokemon. Yeah. Okay. I think that's dope. I think uh, it's good to get like a full statement. Cause like you, I mean, you get, dude. People talk about it, but they just write uh, ADP sucks, you know. So <laughs> it's like, okay, it's cool. Um, kind of want to finish this off with like, what you you rose to the top. Um, you started content creating, um, and then you you committed to yourself. Now you're full time Pokemon. What's uh, what's life outside of the game? I know it's hard now because. It's pretty much your job now. I mean, it yeah. is your job now. So outside of the game, are you are? It's hard to talk about it now because, I mean, it's we're in like the low effort meta of Pokemon at this point era, yeah. where like probably you're not thinking about like how am I going to win the Players Cup three? But yeah, like if what what's it like? Like, are you? constantly thinking pokemon or or like outside of the game do you have other hobbies and stuff i don't i mean i do like i play video games and stuff like league yeah. of legends warzone have been like my top two i enjoy those a lot um but that's basically it but like I, I i really like so like i really just like messing with and like mainly my stream or even like my okay. videos and editing and doing little things to just improve those like i don't really like like I don't buy myself anything, but what I do buy myself is like equipment that I'm, like I, that makes that's enjoyable to me, and I love it. Like I got a Go XLR uh, a couple of months ago, which is like a audio yeah. mixer. 
uh, super cool audio mixer and i didn't know how good cool it was until i got it and then i got it I was like oh, this is so cool like that's the right. kind of stuff that i just like like getting getting for myself messing with um or even like i recently found a new plugin that i can use in on my stream to make uh sources move around um, okay. with like a click of a button and then like that's really cool so i've just been messing a ton with that so like that's how i spend my free time if i'm not like recording videos editing videos streaming i'm messing with my stream uh like the scenes and stuff um i'm always like looking at like different streaming gear and stuff uh stuff i would want to upgrade um recently looking at like computer parts doing a lot of research on that because i recently got a uh 3080 which i was super hyped for i haven't upgraded my graphics card in a while so i had a pretty old one but i did the big upgrade and i'm gonna build the rest of my a new pc around that so i've been like looking at you know uh i haven't looked at parts in a while but i'm looking at cases uh and like of the processor and motherboards and stuff so like yeah that's like that's yeah. how i spend my most of my free time right now especially because not a whole lot to do while right. we're in lockdown yeah it's tough like i know a lot of kids or a lot of players go to school and they do this and but when you're yeah. full-time pokemon it's like <laughs> it, it gets like i think i talked to um freaking why can't i think of his name off the top of my head uh God, now nah, I just drew a blank. Um, but he was full time Pokemon, and like recently he got a job and stuff. But like, yeah. he didn't do nothing. Like all he did was Pokemon, which I think you could easily get caught up into, especially when you're in a season. Um, and you're going hard. Like it becomes, especially if you're full time Pokemon, it just becomes your life, and that's yeah. all you think about. And I think it's always healthy. Like even even like when you talk, like all you do is basically stuff for your stream, which is like really good like it, even though it has pokemon relation to it it's more of um you're improving yourself basically yeah. you're you're trying to better your content you're bettering everything which i think is always great um it, it you got to find that outlet to to the game you know yeah 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 it definitely has been my my go-to recently it's just been uh getting into like right. more of the uh the nuance the higher level things you can do with like streaming and even video editing and stuff like that just like improving what i what i do without playing pokemon yeah and it's super interesting you know anytime you dive into anything it's like yeah oh there's so much that you didn't know which is oh, yeah, yeah. it's always interesting <laughs> freaking jose morero i feel like i thought about it i was like yes that's what i'm talking about yeah he was he was full-time pokemon and that's all he did and then I was like, but now, I mean, obviously a lot of people have to focus on other stuff with, with 2020, yeah. but, um, if we, I mean, it is the new year. Um, let's wrap this up with like, what are your hopes for, for the up, uh, upcoming year? Um, I mean, I just want to keep growing and doing what I'm doing. Um, I mean, one of my constant hopes, like I know PTCGO and, and Pokemon content is currently, I don't think we'll, we'll be able to live forever. Um, or like, you know, I mean, like one big thing that's been happening is like people just like opening packs of Pokemon. Uh, so like that's, I mean, if I want to stay in Pokemon, maybe I'd have to go that way, but I'm, I'm a little bit more, have a more of a competitive drive. So I'd probably be wanting to do something else. So I know like my hope for this year would be an announcement that there's a new PTCGO client coming out. I think it'll happen. Probably not. Um, uh, so I mean, just keeping on the path that I'm on and growing as far as my content goes and, and trying to get into like new and more things like i I plan to like start playing the vgc learning that another game that i want to try out and stream a lot is tft i want to just give it a shot uh see how much i like i gave it a shot when tft first came out and i I like like i play a lot of league of legends um i guess i gave i of course gave tft a shot and i was like oh it's okay uh i'm gonna go back back and (laughs) play solo queue but uh, i want to like give it a full shot and see if i you know give myself like make myself like kind of sit down and play through it for a couple days or a couple weeks and like I do start really enjoying it. Maybe take that a little bit further. I don't plan on like leaving Pokemon or anything, but I want to like you know expand, expand right. my horizons or whatever, and give yeah. myself uh, more options to find things that I enjoy. Enjoy making content, a uh, content around. Right. I think uh, that's a big step. I think a lot of streamers get stuck in a in a spot. Even like the biggest streamers in the world, where uh, you're just a League of Legends streamer, and to even think to go outside and play a different game <laughs> is like mind blowing. So. But I think you're in you're in like a a really niche place, and Pokemon is is um it, it is what it is, you know. It it doesn't yeah. grab like you're not going to be the top streamer ever, but um to branch out and and hope your audience follows. And I think 
the the way you've gone about it um you have a kind of cult following i, I mean i don't want to use cult because that's such a bad word but it's like <laughs> um you could see it like like I, I said in like these big streams that are pokemon related like you're you have a lot of followers that are in these streams throwing up the rat and, and it's like it's <laughs> such a, such a good thing like um to think that a pokemon streamer get gets this big because it's all i mean you you watched like you had Tablemon and and like they they did their thing but i don't think it ever got to the level you're at where you're consistently like three four hundred people and um you get you get the people in, in other streams that are are repping you and like yeah it's got to feel good because you built it yourself and then to to try to step out of Pokemon, I mean, obviously Pokemon's your diehard thing, um, but to to grow, I think you're going in the right direction. And I mean, you gotta, especially if you're gonna do this a full time gig. I mean, it, you gotta go up, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Definitely. <laughs> I mean, that's how I see it as well. Right. Um, before we wrap it up, if you got any shout outs or something you want to do. I mean, just check out check out the YouTube, check out the Twitch. Is GG on on both of those? Yeah, just yeah. that. Go check them out. Yeah, I really appreciate all the time, dude. Um, great story. I think a lot of people can listen to this, and and hopefully in the future we get like uh, some real events, and they can see you on stream <laughs> and go, man, this fool. He, he, him and his brother, and he's dominated for years, even from the beginning. And now look at him <laughs> now; he's still dominating. And it's such a, it's such a good story, you know. I, that's why I love doing this. You get, you get such a backstory from these players that um, all you do is see an hour worth of gameplay of them winning a regional, and you're like, oh, they're cool. But when you actually sit down and talk to someone, it's like, oh, like. He puts in this much effort. He has this much. <laughs> his mentality is so much different than mine, and it's like it's something to cheer for. So uh, I appreciate you coming on and uh, telling your story, man. Thanks. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having awesome. me. Awesome. Well, guys, that's that's it. I'll be back. Well, we, well, we'll be back Thursday with another Pokemon breakdown with uh, Rule and and Isaiah. Um, but for now, guys, we're gonna scoop it up.